And we're live with React 30. Hello, everyone. We're here to be chatting about uh, React. My name is Kent C. Dodds. I'm your co-host. And uh, with us today, also co-hosting, we have Michael Jackson. Say hi. Hi. And Ryan Florence. Say hello, Ryan. Hello. <laughs> it's good for everybody to know who's who. Um, and You're with us Michael today, instructions, we... and so I figured I would wait for the instructions for me. <laughs> Um, we, we do have a guest today. Uh, Sasha, why don't you say hi and introduce yourself? Hey there. Thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, my name is Sasha Aiken. Um, I most recently was the CTO at Redfin and um, did a bunch of React stuff there, and I've been uh, unaffiliated for maybe about a year or so, and I've been doing some hacking on React and other projects, and I'm delighted to be here. I think the word is fun employed. Fun employed right. is the word I often use, yes. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. exactly what you're doing. I, I love it. Yeah. Um, so, so just uh, for sake of our viewers, um, I mentioned in our last episode that uh, I had kind of a short list of people that I wanted to get on this show, uh, and Sasha is definitely one of the people on the short list. Sasha, uh, I met Sasha probably, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago when Ryan and I first started our training business. Um, uh, we were, you know, kind of looking for places to do the training, and uh, Sasha was really, really gracious and and uh, put us in touch with Redfin, which is where we actually did our very first San Francisco training. Uh, we did one up in Seattle as well, uh, so that was awesome. And I also met Sasha at uh, the first React Conf at Facebook, oh, yeah. Facebook headquarters. And so. uh, I mean, I would say that Sasha is the reason we stumbled into our current business model because I was trying to make horrible workshops at hotel lobbies. And you were trying to have us like do it at an Airbnb and like this awesome hangout thing. Yeah, I was gonna and cook the, breakfast for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, if, if you're still wanting to do that, I'll, I'll attend. Yeah, they would just show just... up for the workshop, and I'd be there in like an apron, you know, like flipping eggs and. Yeah, we were actually talking about that. We're like, yeah, we could cook them all breakfast. Actually, maybe we should still do it that way. But, this is no, the first time. This is the first I've heard that I had any uh, I had any influence on the business model. I'm, I'm look I don't know where my cut is, but you know, yeah. uh, your, your cut is coming on this show. This is your cut right here. Awesome. You'll get, you'll get some. It's the GitHub stars. How many GitHub stars does your project have right now? Oh, I, I think it's I know it's over a thousand. I actually don't know right now. All right. Well, everything over a thousand. That's your cut. There we go. But no, thank so, you for that. And, uh, of course. Of course. Really, the the way that we worked that out with you has really helped us a lot. So thanks. That's great. So uh, so yeah. So uh, Sasha has actually been working on some really really cool stuff. Um, most recently, uh, the the uh, I saw him give a talk at San Francisco React Meetup about a library that he wrote called React DOM Stream, uh, which is exactly what it sounds. We'll hopefully get further into that today. Yep. Um, and also a project called React Server which I think is based on a lot of the work uh, that he did as CTO at Redfin. Um, so just to remind our viewers, React 30, the 30 in our name, is because we promise not to waste more than 30 minutes of your time, your precious time. So hopefully this will fit right in your commute. So let's jump right into it. So, um, so Sasha, um, tell us a little bit about kind of some of the problems that you faced at, at Redfin as, as a CTO and, you know, looking at your architecture and your infrastructure and some of the things you learned about serving websites quickly that kind of influenced some of the work you're doing today. Yeah, so, I mean, so one of the big problems we had at Redfin was that a lot of the, um, a lot of our traffic came from SEO and SEO, 
you know, you technically don't have to render your page server-side for SEO. Some people will tell you. But in our experience, it was pretty darn important. Um, it was, you know, especially a year or two ago, and I think it's still true even now, um, Googlebot says it does JavaScript, but sometimes does and sometimes doesn't, and it can be very independable. It also just is a lot slower um, if you really depend on the all, sometimes if you depend on the entire JavaScript uh, to come down, get parsed, and then start generating DOM. Um, yeah, you, you know, so, we've noticed, sorry to cut you off. We've noticed yeah. that on our site, for example, we'll go and look at Google Analytics, and our site is completely, um, so we actually, we wait for some data to come in from Firebase, which obviously uh -huh. takes some time, there's some latency there. But anyway, Google takes a screenshot of our page, and yep. all of that data is there. So yep. it does seem to be kind of like a black art. Like, are they running JavaScript? Or are they not? They, they obviously are. So they absolutely are. Yeah. Um, and I, they have been getting better. And my, my info on this is out of date maybe by a year, let's say. Uh, but, but our experience, at least then, was that it wasn't necessarily that good. And it could break randomly without you really knowing it, unless you really, every day, were looking at every page in Google Web Tool, Master Tools, which you have a few pages maybe is possible. But if you have a really big site, was basically impossible. Um, right, and, and so, so like, we, like yeah, go we, ahead. we should remember also that it's like Google's not the only search engine, and depending on your target um, market, you you could be turning off a huge um, um, our audience by not supporting you know other search engines as well. Yep, and I think the I mean, and the other thing is even if you don't care about SEO, it's still just it's just faster to have HTML. Browsers are very fast at displaying HTML while they are parsing and starting to run the, the JavaScript. Um, so anyway, but sort of somewhat long story shorter, we kept trying to figure out better ways to do server-side generation of a really of a page that was very JavaScript heavy. Um, the thing we used for a long time was pretty, you know, had some had some issues. We were doing a lot of crazy running of JavaScript on the server in browsers and blah, blah, blah. Um, but when React came along, I suddenly was like, oh, this is a really interesting, um, you know, really interesting front-end library. And I, I remember I saw a talk at F8 uh, a couple years ago, and it was Pete Hunt when he was still at Fit Facebook. And I went up to him afterwards, and I was like, hey, does this thing do, can this thing do any kind of server rendering? Because that's all we really cared about. And he was like, yeah, you just render it to a string. And I was like, ah. <laughs> so we started playing with it. Um, and while I was uh, sort of towards the end of my time at CTO, and actually I stepped down as CTO, but st stick around for another couple months to help work on the project that became React Server, which Redfin uh, open sourced a couple weeks ago. Um, and the basic idea, so Redfin does most of, I mean, I, once again, I haven't been there for a year. I keep in touch with folks, but my info's a little out of date. But as far as I know right now, basically all of their client-facing site is now server rendered uh, in React. Um, and they use React Server, I think, for all of that. Um, so for the last year or so, as I've been off and fun employed, I've been playing with um, a couple, two different, I've been working on two different projects. One is React Server, and the other is React DOM Stream. Um, and they're both about server rendering and trying to sort of improve the performance and sort of work out some of the perf kinks. Um, I'll say real quick, you can go to GitHub slash Redfin slash React Server to find that if you're listening. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Um, I, I guess maybe I'll talk first about React DOM Stream because um, I think it's sort of the, the simpler Absolutely. of the two. Yeah. Um, so React DOM Stream so is a is a library. It's actually a fork of React um, that I wrote. So like 99% of the code is just straight up React. Um, 
And all I did basically was added a way to, instead of rendering to a string, which is the, which is the way that React does server rendering, you give it a React element and call React DOM, well, React DOM server dot render to string. Um, it just renders to a node stream. Mm -hmm. Now, why would you want that? Um, there's a couple reasons. One is render to string is actually often surprisingly heavyweight. Um, it does, it's doing a lot of stuff as it traverses the tree of elements. Um, and it's doing a lot of stuff it's, that it doesn't necessarily have to do for the server side. Um, partly because it's, it's one code base and it's really, it's doing a lot of the stuff that it would do on the client, like, it, like worrying about event handlers and all these things that, and, and worrying about setting up a DOM tree, a virtual DOM tree that it can be mutated later on that are just utterly not needed on the just server. Don't right? need them. Yep. Not at all. Right. Um, it, and so it pins the CPU for however long it runs. And then only at the end, once it's done, do you get the, the, the string of rendered HTML. Um, conversely, what, what this library does is you hand it, you, it basically gives you, it hands back, sorry, um, a readable node stream. So it's basically just starts streaming out the markup. And as it traverses the, the, the element tree, it's outputting markup. So it starts outputting markup as soon as you call, you know, just, I mean, almost immediately. So if you have a, a, a large page that says, say, takes 100 milliseconds to run, to, to render, React DOM stream can get you the first byte in, you know, two milliseconds. And the last so, byte will get in at, like, 100. So, so do you find that there is... Um, so I, I watched the talk that you, that you gave at uh, San Francisco React Meetup on, yeah. about this, and you were talking about, you know, using... Um, Chunked, uh, chunked encoding, basically, yep. uh, which I think you said in that talk was uh, something like you said it's 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 criminally underused. I think was the term you Which I was like, I was like, thank you for 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 bringing some attention. I mean, it's you know you you read about uh, you know like things like Facebook Big Pipe where you know where they like they just basically keep the connection open to the browser. Yep. I yep. mean, for in, indefinitely, right? And they're just streaming stuff down, data and markup, yep. um, sort of as 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 needed. So, um, what have you found that there's like an optimal uh, an optimal way to do the chunked encode? Like, like for example, what sizes are your chunks, or do you even care? Is it just like sort um, of as so as they, have... as fast as we can render them, we can send them. Yeah, so that's the, I mean, that's a good question. I, in, I don't have enough operational experience to know. Um, okay. I could talk to some of the folks um, at Redfin, and it, gets, it does get complicated. Like, so just to give folks um, listening to the podcast who may not know um, background, chunked encoding is this way that servers, HTTP servers can send down pieces of the page. You don't have to generate a whole page before you send it down, right? You can say... Um, you can just send it down, you know, 10 bytes at a time if you want. And browsers are actually really good at dealing with this. Browsers are phenomenally good, actually, at rendering partial pages as they come down. Because browsers are used to pages being sort of streamed in off the network, even if they were sent from the server uh, completely, you know, in one piece. Um, so chunked encoding, you can, you can take advantage of this fact by sending the content from your server as soon as you get it, streaming it out as fast as you get it, and the browser will then display it as fast as possible. Now, there's a lot of, there are a lot of, you know, there's some caveats there. One is, if, you know, the browser won't start rendering until, 
until all the CSS is loaded. Um, so, you, you know, critical CSS might be good to inline. Um, another issue is that proxies in between you, between the browser and the server, can coalesce the information and sort of defeat streaming. Mm. Um, and all, and the last one, the last big one, I mean, most of them don't these days. Um, I mean, it's been around for 20 years, but we had a certain CDN that, that like, defeated our streaming for a while, and we had to spend yeah, you're saying months, that you're yeah, months going back and forth. Them, but they don't not know gonna name them. <laughs> right. We eventually got them to turn it on, but it just took a while. Um, and the other thing is that um, there's one other thing I want to say. Oh, another another pitfall people often find is that um, you know you often put a compression layer, which is really great, like usually gzip. Um, and gzip needs a certain amount, a window of content before it can it can start compressing. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, usually that's like 10K or 12K, so it just it doesn't defeat streaming. It just sort of makes the streaming a little bit chunkier. Mm-hmm. Um, but, in, but, but, but to answer your question, Michael, I mean, I think in practical sense, what normally happens is you have a gzip layer that actually does the, the no matter how small the chunks React on stream outputs, they're probably getting coalesced into bigger yeah. chunks by, by the compression. wait until it has enough bytes to, to yep. do its zipping, and then it's going to send them. Yeah, yeah, but it, it does still stream just in a more chunky way. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, so basically, by by skipping, we can skip, you know, the the sort of virtual DOM representation. Obviously, there is no time on the server. This is, you know, HTTP is stateless, so we can just make yeah. requests. We can skip skip that part. We can also skip doing things like setting up event handlers, mm-hmm. uh, and then we can also stream the server. So, what kind of results are you seeing as a result of, you know, just like, could I just could I just swap in? React DOM stream for React DOM in my app and pretty much kind of expect things to more or less work as they used to when I was doing render to string more uh, or less. React DOM? More or less. Um, so I would say, uh, so yeah, more or less. I mean, obviously, you're not outputting string. You now have to pipe yeah. it to a stream. Yeah. Um, but usually that's just a one-line change. The drop-in replacement. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's not exactly drop-in because it's not a string, right? You have to do dot yeah, exactly. instead of dot write. Exactly. Right. Like, but you yeah. don't have to update your entire application like all no. throughout your code at all. That's awesome. No, it's like one line usually. So I, I would tell people try it out um, because it's only one line you'll have to change back. <laughs> like, yeah, totally, uh, totally. Right. Um, so, and then and test it out. I mean, you know, I think in in the tests, the benchmarks that I've run. You know, it, the basically time to first byte stays constant. It's around a millisecond or two, and time to last byte increases as the page gets bigger and bigger. Obviously, but it, it, generally, right now, it stays below what it would be with render to string. That um, makes sense. So yeah, if it was by like, a little bit. If it was like a hundred milliseconds with render to string to get to the very last byte, which is also the very first byte. Yes. Then uh, we would now be getting our first byte in like five milliseconds. And we're getting our last byte at like 90 milliseconds, so we're still yeah, under like the that. total, yeah, and we're getting it immediately. Yeah, that's, that's what I that's what I've been seeing. Um, one caveat I will say is that I have not updated it for React 15, um, so it's still React 14 only, um, and that's because I have been trying to get it, it. You know, it really it was a pretty it's a pretty major. It's like lots of brain surgery on um, on React and. Um, and then React 15 came out, and I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to have to you know, do this all again yeah. and copy all this stuff over. And um, So I started to talk with the React Core team about getting it as a feature of Core React. Um, yeah, I was going to 
Hey, I was yeah. going to move to that next. So you've been doing all of this React DOM stream stuff in user land, um, but then I noticed you've also got some some PRs open on, you know, on React Core itself, where you're talking yep. about, um, in your words, let's see. So this is PR number six six one eight on yep. Facebook React, um, where you're talking about, um, you know, pulling apart server DOM rendering from client DOM rendering. Yep. to enable streaming right in core. Could you tell us a yep. little bit about, about that work? Sure, yeah. I mean, it's, it's ongoing, and, you know, the discussions are ongoing, so things are subject to change. Um, but basically, I'm trying to work with some of the folks on the, on the core team to get streaming into, uh, into core. And there's, right now, we're at a sort of a junction point where there's two or three different ways to go forward. Um, I've got like I've actually got two active PRs right now, trying two different strategies, um, so and I'm actually I, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, ask a question before we get too far into yeah. about the implementation details of how to do it. Yeah. Does that mean that their um, that the React team is um, maybe not excited about this, but like they're willing to to do it? Like they've been, they've been working with me. I mean, they've been really really lovely. Um, I think. I think different people on the team have different, um, you know, like have different priorities, and so yeah. I don't think I don't think they necessarily speak with one voice on it. Um, and okay. uh, you know what I mean? Like I think some of the team members are really excited, some are less, and and I'm working with them to try and figure out what that means. Cool, because Michael uh, already brought up Big Pipe, and like, yep, I mean, that's I mean it's exactly Facebook's approach to make their website fast, right? It's like, we got something, we're ready. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But same idea, let's let's flush this and let's keep this open and keep on sending stuff down as it comes so we get a quicker uh, perceived experience. Well, it, it's not just perceived, it is faster. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think the I think the issue is that um, like Facebook themselves don't do React server-side, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, That's the so issue, like PigPipe and all that stuff is already written in PHP, use, they've already got the infrastructure for all that yeah. stuff. So like if they if this were to make it into core, it doesn't mean they'd actually be using it. Right. Uh, it's just guys like you and I want to use it. Right. Right. But there are a lot of folks. Um, a lot of folks at Airbnb are interested in it, and yes. um, have been been they've they've been helping me out. Um, and and the React team, to be clear, like especially for a feature that doesn't actually help Facebook, have been incredibly helpful and useful and really yeah. great to work with. But it just you know, it'll Spike take a while. Is, Spike is also on my short list. We're gonna get in, him in Spike's here right. to talk about some of this stuff as well. Yeah, uh, he's he's the one who originally did the render library, I think, for doing uh, Backbone views. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side. Yep. Uh, so I kind of cut you off when you were about to talk about the two uh, the two PRs you've got open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's two different PRs with uh, against uh, the React Core, which are. Um, yeah, which are basically just two different strategies to go to to integrate it in because it's it is sort of complicated. It basically, I mean. It's complicated surgery on the code because um, one thing that's not obvious until you really think about it is render to stream is asynchronous. Um, streams are always asynchronous, right? So it's changing this synchronous walk of an of the DOM tree into an asynchronous, like plausible walk of the DOM tree. And the question is like, how much code should it share with the more synchronous version? And what should that look like? And it's it's hectic. I mean, um, do, you, do you even have a so so the key right now to render you know server side rendering with React is that checksum, right? So I can take a look at all of the HTML. Yep. I can compute yep. the checksum. I can stick yep. it in the topmost div. Yep. And now when the client side JS lands, all I got to do is check the checksum, and and then I know that okay, I don't need to render anything. But yep. it seems like with a stream, 
that checksum <laughs> yes. is not very useful, right? I can't use it, it as a strategy. It is. You can, it turns out. Uh, it took me while, yeah, it took me a while to figure this out, but uh, this is a funny, funky little implementation detail that okay. I want to be clear, as a user of React DOM stream, you do not have to know about it, but I'm kind of proud of it. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> like yeah, no, you, we're, we're, we're all about the down sure. and dirty implementation details sure. here. So, right. you got to so master so the checksum before you can use this. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to tell you so yeah, there, the server-side rendering does an, an, uh, what's called an Adler 32 or Adler 32-ish checksum on the markup that it generates, and it puts it into an attribute in the top-level div. And React on the client side basically generates the string as well and then does the checksum. And if the checksums match, it doesn't replace the DOM at all, which is really nice. Uh, it doesn't have to do anything uh, after it's generated the virtual DOM. Um, so what I did was, and so there's this problem that you're pointing out, that when you stream, you don't know what the checksum's going to be until you get to the end of the markup, and by that point, you've already outputted the div, so you can't add it as an attribute to the, to the, to the top-level div, right? Exactly. So what I do is uh, I output a, a JavaScript, an inline JavaScript. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to have a drum roll before you say this. this <laughs> so what right. do you do? It's not that exciting. Uh, <laughs> so I output an a, a inline JavaScript uh, chunk that... Look, that basically, um, so by the end of the, by the time I finish the markup, I know what the, the checksum is. So I read out the checksum into this JavaScript chunk, and the JavaScript chunk queries the DOM for the div above it and sets the attribute, and then the JavaScript chunk deletes itself because if the JavaScript, if the JavaScript, the script, note the, 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 script, the script note is in the DOM, it will throw off the checksum, so it deletes itself out of the DOM, <laughs> and then everything's good. That's very good. <laughs> that's hysterical. These sound effects here, but that's that's pretty. That's a pretty cool trick. It, it's it is a trick, but it works. And I've tried it even even in IE. Well, I think I don't know if I tried it in IE. I think I even did, even though even though even the React doesn't support it. I'm sure it works um, in IE. Yeah, yeah, right. Of course. Uh, I should talk. We have a few more minutes. I should talk about React uh, Server a little bit. Yeah, 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 totally. We, we, we have seven minutes and 55 seconds. So, yeah, right, let's talk I'll about... So, React Server is kind of one level above... React Server is, like, more like a framework type thing, right? Yeah, it really is more like a framework. So, it's the framework that Redfin uses for server-side generation, and it, it does a bunch of things that are mostly focused on performance. It's actually inspired by a lot of the sorts of ideas that BigPipe, um, Facebook's BigPipe uses, although it's just sort of associated in terms of ideas. Um... A couple of the things it does is, um, let's see, what should I focus on? Um, one, it focuses on some common problems you have when you're doing server rendering. One thing it does is it sort of intercepts all of your, um, your, your data calls and bundles those together uh, and sends them down to the client in a script tag so that when, those, when, the, when, the, when the React elements and your code runs again on the, on the client, They'll, it'll get the same data, right? Like there's this problem, this, this constant problem with, uh, with server rendering that on your server you do some calls to your database and then you send the markup down and then on the client you might try and redo those same calls to the database yeah. and things might have changed and now your markup has changed and everything kind of goes sideways. So you really have to make sure that your data calls get the same results on the server and the client. And React Server just handles that by by basically sending down the results in a secret cache. And yeah. on the client side, it serves those out of those that local cache rather than going to the network. 
Does that babies? make sense? I have, I have yeah, an analogy yeah. about this with uh, babies sure. and raisins, but Michael doesn't like it, so I'll just... Oh, raisins. If you haven't heard Ryan's <laughs> story about the raisins, yeah, you don't want to hear this. Um, so, uh, so, uh, so that's one thing it does. Um, another, another thing it does is you can actually, um, rather than mapping URLs to just uh, components, it actually maps URLs to like a page class. And the page class has, you know, can define sort of what its title is, what its CSS is. It can have extra CSS. It can have sort of it has those things that are at the at the at the page level, um, but it also can have multiple elements. So it's not just a URL to one element. It's a URL to multiple element elements, and that lets React Server actually stream those elements out. Like it might be the case that you have a header up at the top of your page, um, which requires no data data whatsoever. Right, and then below that, you maybe have, you know, at Redfin we had a section that had the price, the beds, and the baths. Let's say, and then below that you have maybe similar homes to this home. Um, you know, Redfin we had pages about homes. Um, yeah, in in React Server you can have those be three separate root elements, each a React element. One is a header, one is the price, beds, baths, and one is the similar. And if the similar one depends on data that takes, you know, 200 milliseconds, it's fine. The header can be rendered and sent out to the network before you even get the data back for the stuff further down the page. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That makes I was gonna, sense. I was gonna ask about that because um, I've been sort of leaning toward the like case of like, why am I fetching the data on my server and leaving the user hanging with a white page after they click my link? Like, I would rather yep. send them my layout and then make an AJAX request and tell them I'm doing something instead of just a white page. So uh, I was gonna ask you about that, but that's. That's fantastic because now you can give them the stuff that matters and uh, yep. stream that down and then fetch the stuff on the server um, and then stream that down when it gets there. Uh, and so yeah, it's, it's and like this perfect hybrid of, uh, it, like, it bends the trade-offs uh, so well. Absolutely. Like, one of the trade-offs we kept having at Redfin, I felt like, was it was, oh, let's add another feature on the product details page, on the home details page. And... When in a traditional server rendering context where you, where you have to generate the entire page before you start sending the first byte, every feature you add to, you know, doesn't matter if it's 10 screens down the page, it makes that first byte slower. And so a lot of the ideas in React Server are trying to solve that and change that trade-off. So you can add stuff further down the page and still get the top screen or th two or three just as fast as you did before. Um, another thing that's actually really neat that it does, and I'm trying to see if I have enough time, we'll see if I have enough time to explain it, is um, it deals with misbehaving data endpoints. Um, so, uh, yes. how much time do I have, Michael? I'm not going to tell you. It's more fun. Let's say, let's, say you have, let's say you have 10 data, data endpoints, um, you know, JSON endpoints that your server does some requests to. Um, yep. And nine of them come back really quick in like 50 milliseconds, and you render the and and you can render the page. Um, now, but one of them is misbehaving. Something's going wrong with its database, and it's going to take a second. Well, gen usually what you would do is you would have to wait for that last one to come back before you send down um, the page, um, before you know before you render the whole thing. Um, the cool thing that the React server does is it has a timeout where it says, okay, after this time, I don't care if the data's gone, just send out what you have right now. So let's say that, that that's set at like 300 milliseconds. At that point, it will send everything, the entire page, but it will actually keep the, but, sorry, I'm not explaining this well. Um, and then at that point on the client, usually what you do is you redo the AJAX request, right? 
Like, I didn't get that one. We, we hit a timeout. I'm going to try and get that thing again. Um, but operationally, that really sucks. Because what happens is, as a data endpoint, a database or one of your services starts to go south, you double the traffic on it. Now yes. suddenly you have you have one hit from the server and then a hit and then a hit from the client, yes. and that's just not a smart idea. Uh, and like as life. well, right, right. <laughs> and and like let's say your server timeout was three hundred milliseconds and it all, and it's and it's taking like five hundred. Um, yeah. If you go all the way to the client and then and then do another request, you've started the clock over again. It's going to take another five hundred milliseconds. When we had that that request in flight, so what we do is we actually. We keep the HTML connection open, just like Facebook did, BigPipe would. Um, and when we get the misbehaving one back at one second, we pipe it down to the HTML page in a, in a script tag. Um, and it resolves. Uh, and the client just thinks that it came from the network. Um, so when the client does the request, we, 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 see in the, we see, oh, hey, we have that one waiting on the server. We don't do anything. We don't send anything to the network. And we wait for it yeah. to be injected into the page dynamically. Does that make wow. sense? Yeah. Oh. That's amazing. Yeah, that makes <laughs> super cool. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two applauses. I love it. So, um that that's really really interesting. So, it it seems like React DOM stream applauses? is like <laughs> I think it's a plazai. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think I think applauses is right. Don't, don't correct my English unless you're sure. Man. No, 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 I'm not correcting. I was. There was a question. There was a big question. Oh yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, this seems kind of like a low point in the conversation. So maybe this would be a good for us a time for us to run out of of of, of time. <laughs> uh, but that's so. It seems like React Server is 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 uh, you know React DOM stream is let's stream the DOM, uh, and then React Server actually does have a solution for you know data fetching. You know, like which is something yep. that. As the people who work on React Router, people are asking us about all the time. Uh, yep. is, is, oh, gosh, how do I fetch data? All right, well, we 